0: Welcome to The Future Belongs to Creators. I'm your host, Barrett Brooks. I'm the COO at ConvertKit. My co-host is our CEO, Nathan Berry. We're on a mission to help creators earn a living. And this is a show about turning anxious energy into creative output during times of uncertainty. Welcome back. It's episode number 11 of The Future Belongs to Creators. I'm Barrett Brooks. This is Nathan Berry. It is Tuesday, March 31st on the live stream, and um, it's time for another episode, which always starts with, Nathan, how are you doing? Red, yellow, green. Uh, I'd say I'm yellow today.
1: Uh, You know, around the house, we're we're settling into a long time of being at home, and today's just one of those days that the kids are having an off day, and everybody's having an off day, so yeah, just yellow overall. Otherwise, things are generally good. Someone did say on our team when I asked them yesterday, I read yellow green. They were like, well, you know, yellow is the new green. So uh, they basically, you know, we're adjusting their scale. We're like, relative to other things, I'm good. Relative to me, like a month ago, I'm definitely yellow. So
0: what about you? Um, I'd say I'm yellow as well. I, uh, I've definitely been leaning into work as kind of my escape from uh, everything else. Not necessarily in a bad way. But um, I, I was talking to one of our teammates and just saying that I think the main thing getting to me right now is just not sleeping through the night. Our son, you know, is just in that phase where he needs to wake up and eat at least once in the night. And so between that and then everything going on, I'm just not sleeping super well. And I feel like a night of great rest would really go a long way right now. So yeah, I'd say I'm yellow. I'm really enjoying the work. Uh, we announced that we are canceling or postponing, rather, Craft & Commerce, our annual conference from June 2020 to June 2021, um, so essentially skipping a year, uh, which is definitely the right thing to do. But um, as I was processing all, processing all of the ticket refunds that were requested today, I just kind of had this a little bit of a sense of grief. There's this great mm-hmm. article recently on um, from HBR, uh, Harvard Business Review about this underlying feeling that we all have right now and basically making an argument that what we're experiencing is grief for the loss of normal life, for all of the plans that we had for this period of time, for spring and getting outside and just everything that comes with it. And I definitely felt some of this kind of like, golly, we've worked really hard to get this many people excited to come to this event in 2020. And now we're going to have to start all over not completely all over. You know, certainly we'll have a head start on next year, but um in terms of selling tickets and and making sure we keep everyone interested and and excited to come back, it'll just be a lot of heavy lifting again, um which I was super bummed about. So, those are contributing factors, but we got a lot of good stuff going on around here. Um, yeah, a good topic for today.
1: We do. Um I think that, you know, describing that as grief is a pretty effective thing. I have a tendency or used to have a tendency to try to, when I recognized or when I felt grief to be like, yes, but here are all these things that are going well. And to try to talk myself into not feeling that emotion. Um, I'll tell you, it's actually not very effective. Um, so I can save you that trouble, uh, for everyone listening, but what is helpful is to actually like sit with that and truly feel it. You know, I always think about, um, the book, the obstacle is the way you know, or the only way out is through like those ideas of, okay, like don't try to avoid it um, and actually just spend the time like really sitting with and feeling the pain of having to cancel the event, having to cancel everything else. Like August today was saying his birthday is coming up in May. No, He's going to turn, uh, he's going to turn six and he's been talking about his birthday like every other day for the last month or two. And today he said, you know, if the coronavirus is still going, you know, during my birthday, I think we should just have the party at home and I'll just open my presents here and it'll just be us. And I was like, that's a good plan, August. I like the way I like where your your head's at there.
0: That is what's going to happen. (laughs) So it's good that that's what you think should happen. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, But there was like this little bit of feeling of... Uh, you know, he was coming to terms with that. I don't know what exactly how he's processing it. You know, five-year-olds aren't always the best at, at sharing all their feelings there. But, you know, like I had this feeling of grief there of like, just these little parts of normal life where you're like, okay, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Um, so I totally feel it. Oh uh, man, they're just coming pouring in right now. I don't think I've done a lot of processing yet because I've been so focused on just getting everything in order at the company and in life thinking about the end of ski season we were planning on going to hawaii or the beach somewhere in late march early april like we would be there right now um there's so many things and yeah i definitely do the like yes but i'm an optimist and so there's so much good about life right now so anyways i apparently we could do a whole episode about processing grief related to all of the things lost uh right now so it's a good realization it's a good good just prompt little nugget here at the beginning of the show maybe take some time to journal think about what what you have lost through all of this, whether it's, um, direct, you know, and a job lost or illness, if you are a family member, a friend, or if it's indirect and it's something more intangible, like, um, opportunities missed or habits that you're not getting to maintain or just the things that you enjoy, you know, that are, are fun normally.
1: Yeah. And especially like notice the tendency I have it. So I'm going to assume that everyone listening has it to say yes, but, either these things are going well for me or these things are going far worse for other people. And so I shouldn't feel that thing. Right. You know, maybe I'm sad about not being able to play soccer. I'm I'm like feeling some level of grief towards, towards that, but I'm like, Oh, but it's nothing compared to the people who are actually suffering. Right. And like you feeling grief doesn't take away from anyone else's loss. Right. So just keep that in mind that you don't have to, you don't have to make that comparison. You can fully step into your grief and you can fully support someone else in theirs. Also, it is now pouring rain right here and like really windy. So that's fascinating.
0: We had that yesterday. Uh, A couple of transformers blew in the neighborhood. Okay, we should get into it. So, today we're going to walk you through designing and writing a landing page. We're going to do it on the fly, actually, which is good. Um, We could have put a bunch of prep into this, but we actually wanted to start from scratch because I think that makes it a little bit more authentic and actually allows you to see what people like us would do to create a landing page in different scenarios. And so, we're going to walk you through the process of writing a headline, writing content, adding imagery. And of course, we're going to use ConvertKit to do this, but this would apply to if you're a developer and you can build your own pages or if you have some other tool you use, this would equally apply there. We're really going to talk about principles for writing and designing a great page with a clear call to action. So Nathan, we'll try and do this, uh, obviously for the live stream on screen, but also in a way that makes sense from an audio standpoint where we'll walk you through each element that we're working on to kind of describe it in words as well. That's good. Well, I'm going to start screen sharing
1: just kick it off i opened a new new window that's totally separate not logged in to convert it for me um if you're following along you just go to landingpage.new. new that's you know the t- tagline right at the top says it the easiest way to launch your next creative project uh so i guess the first thing we need to know is for this landing page and Brad, i'm going to put you on the spot here um what should we what should we build this landing page for
0: well, you know what's great, Nathan, is that we had an episode not that long ago with what, however many business ideas that we would start right now. So, I'm going to go with fly fishing guides for Central Oregon. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, as we scroll through these templates,
1: you know, we've got... Uh, there's about 40 templates in here. Is there anything that stands out to you
0: as... Uh, well, let me think about... Let's see, let's describe what I would be looking for as we scroll through. So when I think about fly fishing guides for central Oregon, I think about how important imagery is going to be for this, that just the photo of a fly fishing person and, or a fish or a trout or something like that is going to catch people's eyes and immediately make them understand what the purpose is. So I want something with a big image. Uh, we've probably got a half dozen or eight, um, landing pages that work with big images, yeah, so maybe the the King one or even yeah, the I'll Madison in one the preview. could work well. So the King one, I think, is nice. It's got a nice header image um, kind of in the background, allows you to write a pretty clear headline. Uh, let's see. And you're like Madison
1: as well, which looks like this. It's got a bit more of a modern look to it, mm-hmm. uh, like but definitely relies on a big image. Yeah. You know, another thing that I'd look at is um, how much content one of these pages is going to have right? So um, King, for example, had a ton of room for content, whereas Madison is... Um, you could obviously put plenty of content in here, but it's designed for less. So like, are you trying to provide a ton of information on this page? Or are you really trying to be like, hey, this is coming soon page. I want to get it up quickly. And uh, then I'm going to choose a template with less
0: less room for content. Yeah, that's a really great point. Because if you're in that kind of pre-launch phase, which is basically what we'd be doing with this idea, right? you really don't have that much detail yet. And so all you're trying to say to people is when this is ready, if you're this kind of person, you're going to want to subscribe here. Whereas if you're launching a course, like a a seven day email course or something like that, you're probably going to want to do more to outline the lessons and kind of share exactly what it is that you're going to get if you subscribe. So being that it's a pre-launch page, I actually think I might go with something more like the profile page, the one in your top left of your screen, Nathan, Yeah. Something more like that. This is the Abbey template. It's got a really beautiful back image. I could put my, or one of our kind of like little photos in the uh, headshot in the foreground, and then just a basic description. So let's use this one actually. Sounds good. good. So we selected that
1: diving in probably the first place to start where I always start is actually on imagery because it's where I feel like you make the most progress for the least amount of effort. And uh, I'm human and I like to feel progress quickly. So I would dive in and just click replace image here and dive into Unsplash. And
0: Very so nice. Unsplash, for those of you um, on the audio, Unsplash is this integration that we built. It's a community of photographers who allow their photography to be used under Creative Commons licensing, which allows you to basically use it in any scenario that you want. Um, they have different pe- uh, different levels of permissions, but the baseline there is that uh, the people just ask that you give them credit wherever you can and and terms of their imagery and link back to it. So um, we're going to choose an image. We searched fly fishing here and we're just looking for things that are, are compelling that are going to draw us in. Yeah. I thought this one here was good. I like the one with the hand. I like something with like a net and a fish, like the one uh, there's a person holding a fish down in the water near the net. So you both get the fishing and the gear there. I like someone being out on the water casting because that kind of gives you this nice background image as well without seeing a face or anything. So maybe that one right in the middle, Nathan, with the guy with his gear, uh, one down. Yep. This one here? Yep. Sounds good. I think that's interesting. So you get the full, so the the image we've chosen is, um, it's a man in a river stream. He's got his rod, he's got his waders on, his uh, net is behind him. And you definitely get the picture. This is a fly fishing something or other when you look at the image. And so what's nice about something like this is it really it's concrete, you know, it is a physical activity and there is a specific kind of imagery that relates to it. Something more ephemeral might be a little harder. You might have to go a little bit more abstract with it.
1: Yeah. So one thing that I do after I pick an image is I always choose a color uh, and I fade the image over the color. So for example, if I show you this really quick, this is what most people would do by default, right? Where they have the image and they put it at hundred percent opacity and they're like, this is what it looks like. And then they wonder like, okay, why does my page not look good? And the easiest way to make it look good is to choose a background color and then fade that image. So if we go, uh, I don't know, something, I wouldn't actually do it for this one, but let's say, you know, that we fade it in like that. This isn't very earthy feeling, so it's not the look that I would go for. But it gives you an idea of how, you know, that blue background color with the image faded over it starts to look a little more professional. And you can play with a ton of different colors, but then like this dark background with a little bit of green in it, is really letting uh, everything else kind of pop and come off the the page a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so when you look for, I love the point you made in terms of the uh, color overlay that it needs to kind of match the theme or match the feeling that you're trying to evoke. And so in this case, green is something very typically associated with outdoors, greenery, leaves, things like that, which really matches the setting that we're looking at here. And if you don't know what opacity is, because you're not a designer and you haven't been training in this stuff for it's the tendency that Nathan has. Um, opacity is just how vibrant the colors are basically in the image. And so if you decrease the opacity, it's going to limit how full the color is and allow you to give an overlay, if you'd like, of color fading over it throughout the image so that it kind of makes it more in the, it makes it feel further away instead of almost being like, you've got this image and then you just slapped a form and a headline on top of it. It really gives it this nice background feel. Yep, for sure.
1: Um, let's go ahead and write a headline. So Barrett, what would you say for the headline here and while you're thinking about? We can also share some formula ideas and stuff like that as well.
0: Find the best secret fishing holes in central Oregon. In Central Oregon.
1: Yeah. I would capitalize Central Oregon, right? Yes. Okay. Um, One thing to throw in here, this is actually a brand new thing that I think we released yesterday. When you click into writing a headline on your landing page now, there's a link right here. We'll jump over to that. And that's just an article on how to write great headlines uh, for your landing pages. So it has some different options there, some formulas of
0: how to do it. So... That's just a little pro tip. And going back to, um, we mentioned this recently. I can't remember which episode it was on, but we talked about kind of little tricks for this. I'm using the trick that I mentioned of, I will help you blank. Mm -hmm. And so in this case, I'm saying, I will help you find the best secret fishing holes in central Oregon. It's not the best headline. And I'd probably iterate on this a little bit, but it captures the core value proposition right up front. And I might even go with find the best fly fishing holes in central Oregon or something like that. So that it captures more of the exactly what I'm doing as opposed to just fishing in general, which is a different audience.
1: Yep. That's good. Um, so let's turn our attention for a second to the call to action. Um, so what they would actually be getting here. Um, are we doing a coming soon page? Is this giving away uh, a free guide? Like, what do we have?
0: So I think for this one, I would be doing a coming soon page. And I think what I would need to know is what is the general format that I'm going to deliver this information in over time? So I don't want to promise a deliverable that I'm not ready to create yet. But if I know my format that I'm going to use on an ongoing basis, then I am comfortable promising that. So I'm thinking maybe I'll deliver once a month, I'll deliver a detailed guide That gives you directions with mile markers and everything you need to know in order to find secret spots where the fish are active right now. I'm also going, this is not the copy. I'm just kind of walking you through my thought process. So I'm also going to make sure you know what kind of gear you need and what kind of flies you should be uh, buying for the shop from the shop for the time of year and what we're seeing fish well out there on the water. So the information is going to be timely. It's going to be specific and it's going to give you inside information that would be hard to get on your own. So I'm thinking the person who wants these is the person that's going to go fishing this month. It's relevant for the time of year and and they want it right now. That makes sense.
1: So I just wrote down a bunch of that because I think the tendency is to try for a lot of people is to try to write all this copy in their head. Like the brainstorming is is easy. Like, oh, uh, let me tell you casually what I'm after. You know, and then you go to write it and it's really hard. And so, one trick that you can do here is either have someone interview you for a second, you know, or ask yourself a couple of questions and just say record, right? So, just what Barrett did there, it's like talking through it. It's not polished copy at all. But then, you know, I just, we, he could have recorded it and transcribed it. In this case, I just like loosely transcribed it. And then now from here, we can take this and try to find
0: um, a few. A few little things like, for example, you know, he said, read read the full copy real quick though, before you get into that, because I think it's actually a pretty good starting point that you captured there. And it's a good example of how a partner can help you get something on paper. Yeah, that's good.
1: Um, so it's largely what you said there, but one thing, um, that stood out to me that you mentioned in here is the inside information. And so I would actually use that maybe in my call to action over here of like, um, get the inside scoop or join the insiders list or, right. Like, you know, something that you pointed to is this ex- exclusivity. And so, um, play into that in yep. the call to action.
0: Yep. Um, or, or I might do something like, uh, to capture that I might do fish, like a guide or something like that, uh, as the call to action, because people I think people always feel like, okay, I got to pay for the expertise, but if this is the expertise, I'm saving you a bunch of money. So there's different ways you can capture that kind of on the button that people are subscribing on. So I want to read back what Nathan wrote just from what I shared. Uh, He wrote, once a month, you'll receive a detailed guide with directions and everything you need to know to find where the fish are active right now. We'll also include what gear you need and what types of flies you should get from the shop, timely, specific inside information. And so if you published with that, it's not ideal, but it would work. And so even just the brainstorming and having someone kind of curate your language in a way that's just full sentences can be a great starting point for something like this and enough to get it out there. But we're going to refine it a little bit here.
1: Yeah. So actually right now is a good time. Uh, So we actually haven't even created a ConvertKit account. And I was looking for a second. I was like, why aren't some of these features here? Um, And I realized it's because this is just even what you get to play with before you hit save. So uh, I'm going to hit save and uh, I'm going to (laughs) do... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to sign nice. you up for it. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to hit that password. Oh, I got I to gotta agree to the terms of service. There we go. Okay, so now we have an account, right? We have this free account, up to 500 subscribers, uh, and there's actually some more functionality that that came in now that we've hit save there. Um, and one of the things that I thought about here is we could actually add a heading. What was it? Oh, you said fish like a guide. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some weird styling here, so I
0: might play yeah, maybe with like this a little bit more. Fish like a guide without the cost or something like that. Yeah, that's good. And maybe we'll just bump this up a little bit and make
1: it make it bigger. I have to play around with the spacing and colors and all that a little bit more, but you get the idea, right? We've got a heading, we've got a subhead, and then we've got an explanation there of what it is. So I'm just gonna hit save on that again. Um, Let's turn to a few other parts of the landing page really quickly. The first thing is, as far as information that we want to capture, what we've got here is just an email address. I actually think for this, that might be enough. Is there anything else you would want to know?
0: Normally, I'll add a first name just because sometimes that can allow you to personalize your emails in a minor way. I don't think it's necessary. And the fewer fields you have, the more likely someone is to complete it. So I might just go with email address here. Other things you might consider. So if this was like a local guide, I might ask if if the person lived in Oregon or not. Oh, that's um, good. So that I know if it's going to be highly relevant to them. And if they don't, I could follow up with that group of subscribers and ask them where they do live. And that might help me understand where I might expand in the future. So having the location of the person could be really helpful if you're just starting off with something that's location specific.
1: Uh. So I'm making two tags here. Uh, so I made tags of uh, Oregon and outside Oregon. And I, and obviously, do you live in Oregon? That's not how you would want to phrase it. And so I'm going to customize the labels here on there. So yes, I live in Oregon, and then no, I live outside of it,
0: outside Oregon. There we go. And so, and so, what we've done is we've just we've built a little drop down here and it's just a quick question. It's really easy to answer. There's only two options. It, the field says, Do you live in Oregon? And so, when the person subscribes, they give me their name, their email address, and they tell me whether they live here locally. And now I've got this rich information that I can use to better send them information that's relevant to them later. Yep. That's good.
1: Okay. So, let's talk about um, the thank you page for a second. So, this is a relatively new feature inside ConvertKit. I think a lot of people. Think of it just as landing pages, but really, once you have a thank you page, you can start to think of this as a funnel as well. And so, for a thank you page, you're just going to click up in the top left corner on this uh, plus icon, this like add a thank you page, and then we can fill out this content. And basically, what we want to think about is okay, we got somebody to subscribe to the page. What do we want them to do next? We can just thank them for signing up, and that's great, and that's a good first stop uh, start. But later on, we'll want to do more things. Like uh, maybe we want them to email us and send us. Uh, some of their favorite spots that we could share with the community. Or uh, maybe we want them to actually buy the guide. Maybe the guide's available and and they could pre-order it. So that's another option here.
0: Yeah. And um, I've done a little bit of research with some friends of ours and I've heard from them that the conversion rates on an upsell on this thank you page are actually really pretty high. And so that's an option for you is you could say something like, let's get fishing." as the headline. And then you could do a little subhead and say, I've actually released my first guide for the spring season in central Oregon, go to whatever the link is to get it now for a reduced price of four 99 or so Yeah. Well, like let's that. throw a button in here. I'm just going to
1: save this and go get our button color from over here.
0: So Nathan's copying the button color from the main landing page so that it's a uh, parallel to what's going to be on the thank you page. And so now we've got a button that's going to look just like our, our landing page button and it's going to link over to wherever our guide is. So we can insert a URL there. Yep. And so we would probably go put
1: this up on Gumroad or uh, directly on Stripe or one of these other tools where we'd link to and and have people buy that product.
0: Yep. And then the probably the last polishing touch, and we won't do this right now just because I don't have a photo that would work, but in the landing page and on the thank you page, I'd add a headshot of me kind of like in a hat and waiters. And so that you could see me, that I yep. am someone who fishes and that it's not just some random person in the background there, but it's a real person who's building this for you. Yep, for sure. And we would flush this out, a couple more
1: paragraphs of content, all that other stuff. Um, what i also like to show is we can personalize uh, so much more of this landing page. Actually, let me go back to the landing page itself and we should name this, we'll name it Fly Fishing Guide. Uh, so we can save it la- find it later in our account. Um, but if we jump over to, let me think about this, our account settings, um, a couple things, it's gonna want us to fill out some basic details. Um, like for example, we have to fill out our send address. Uh, which you're welcome to use ours. This is just an address that we make available for everybody. And it's linked to in your account. But then what we can do here is just set a URL of fly fishing for that. And we'll actually select, I forgot to do that. We'll select our homepage there. And then that will all update And let me refresh over here as well. And what we're doing there is instead of Barrett having to go out and buy a domain and all of this, he now has flyfishing.ck.page. And that's live right there. Let's see. I'm not sure that it's updated yet. Um, So you got to give it a second for it to update and load. Um, But that's all set up and ready to go. And he can start promoting that page pretty much right away.
0: So you will be able to, probably by the time that you listen to this, if you're not live, you'll certainly be able to go see the page that we built, flyfishing.ck.page, and just kind of check out how this worked out for us. So if we zoom out for a second and wrap up here, Nathan, um, principles for making a great landing page uh, that we went over here. The first one is start with imagery and you made a couple of suggestions about using an image that relates to the topic at hand obviously and then using opacity and color to make it kind of fade into the background a little bit while still being present second thing we talked about was a headline and uh, we've got a great help article inside right inside of the convert kit product you can also look that up in our knowledge base about how to write great headlines but things like i will help you blank Or blank for blank, uh, like we talked about on one of our past episodes, are good, easy formulas there. And then the subhead is a secondary promise that you're making. Um, So if the main heading is the promise that you're making, the subhead reinforces it. And then the content is just for those detailed people who really wanna know everything they're gonna get. We talked about using the minimum number of form fields necessary to get just the necessary information from the people that will help you do great personalized email marketing and always remember that you can get more information later. You really just want their email address right now. And then we talked about the value of a thank you page for reinforcing a message or creating a secondary call to action for someone to go read a piece of content now, download something, or maybe even buy something that you have for sale that would be a good initial action for someone in your audience. Anything I missed there?
1: That's a good list. Um, I think that you can always add more to it. We didn't get into what you can do with the confirmation or the incentive email and customize that. Um, there's a lot more that you can dive into, but that's the high level. That's the simple version. We had a working page that we made in the fly in 22 minutes while we were explaining things. Um, so I would do that. If you find yourself stuck, then just find a partner, find someone say like, Hey, we are both, uh, trying to build landing pages. I'll help you with mine. You help me with yours. And what that help looks like is like, okay, who's this for? Just describe it to me while I transcribe and write out those notes and they will also give you some accountability where you say like, okay, we're going to get on an hour-long Zoom call. And by the end of it, we're both going to have, you know, tweetable landing pages uh, for this this started. So that's where I'd start, landingpage.new, kick it off. And if you have any feedback in that process, shoot us an email or drop a comment as well.
0: That is awesome. Let's see. Do we have creators and resources of the day? I will admit uh, that I slacked today. And so I actually <laughs> don't have a creator resource of the day, but Nathan, it looks like you at least have a resource, an entertaining I d- resource.
1: I do. Uh, so as we're all stuck at home, uh, I would recommend a book that I really, really enjoyed. It's called the Martian by Andy Weir. Uh, it's about, and there's a movie as well. The movie's fantastic, but I really recommend the book. Basically uh, it's a first mission to Mars. Uh, they, Get one astronaut there gets stranded. And so it's about him living in this tiny little station on Mars while he's trying to figure out a way to escape. Uh, living off of potatoes, you know, that's just <laughs> where it is. And it's a very uh, quarantine-like uh, thing because, well, you may be stuck in your house. At least you're not stuck on a totally different planet. Fun little side story about this book is that our good friend, David Fugate, who we know from the World Domination Summit and other conferences, is actually the agent representing uh, this book. So he first discovered it when Andy was just publishing, writing the book and publishing it for free on Reddit. And he said like, hey, Andy, let's let's turn this into a thing. And Andy's like, nah, it's self-published. It's it's good. And he's like, no, I think a publisher would buy it. And uh, it ended up turning into a major motion picture and like number one New York Times bestseller and all that. So it's a fun thing to check out.
0: I love that. Now that you've planned to deceive the novels, um, I will go with a novel series that I've really enjoyed. I'm a science fiction and fantasy fan. I I read widely when it comes to uh, fiction, but in the fantasy realm, the series called the magicians, which became a series, a TV series as well. But I thought the books were much better. Actually. I would call it like a dark, slightly more grown-up Harry Potter. Okay. Um, Really good series, enjoyable, something that will just take you into another world for a while in the middle of all of this. And uh, one that I would definitely recommend if you're into fantasy. I like it.
1: Well, as we wrap up, I would just say now is a great time to start your project. We've tried to make it absolutely as easy as possible for you to dive in and to get a page up. So whatever you're thinking, whether you're taking a an offline business online because of the current times and climate, or if you're starting uh, a new venture, then uh, just go to landing page at new, kick it off. There's never a better
0: time to start than now. Agreed. See y'all tomorrow. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Future Belongs to Creators. We're the makers of ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living by building software that helps you build an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. To start building your audience with a landing page and to send emails up to 500 subscribers for free, go to landingpage.new. That's landingpage.new to get started with the free ConvertKit account today. We'll see you next time.